0: Welcome to The Greatest Day Podcast. My name is Craig Smith, your host and the creator of The Greatest Day Mindset. This podcast is all about helping you gain the tools and insight needed to shift your focus in life and begin living each day to the fullest. The Greatest Day Mindset is a lifestyle, it's a way of living each day with a positive attitude. It is choosing to be happy and live life with energy no matter your current circumstances. Today truly is the only day you have to live, shape, and create who it is you want to become. So choose to make today the greatest day of your life. Thank you for joining another episode of The Greatest Day Podcast. I've been thinking over the last week or two about the systems in our lives and it stemmed from another podcast that i listened to but then i've just been thinking about it over and over and talking to clients about systems and formulas in life and our success formulas and our and our power systems and and we're going to get into this today talking about systems because i think we are all looking for some type of result in our lives not everyone is trying to become a a successful entrepreneur or run a big company but I think we can agree upon that we all have or likely have some type of desire to love ourselves a little deeper or have a closer connection to our partner, be, be more productive at work, stay on top of our daily tasks at, um, just at home. And I know from experience that the improvements we make over a long period of time come from doing the small, seemingly insignificant tasks daily. So I know this consistency, it leads to a larger result and it may not be immediate. It's three and it's six and it's 12 months later. Like the things that we are doing today show up down the road in a stronger, more impactful way. It's not so much that what we're gaining with each individual routine or even the daily task that we're up to, but it's the discipline and the self-awareness, maybe above all, that we're gaining along the way. And so when we have better self-awareness, we make better choices. And when we make better choices, we get better results in whatever area you're wanting to improve. So, I mean, if you listen to the last podcast that I put out, um, or if you haven't, go back and listen. But if if you did, you remember, I talked about the necessity of putting in the work if you want to see the results. And more importantly, to stop complaining about the results that you're not seeing by the work that you're not doing. I fully believe and support, even in my own practices, in my own home and how I raise my kids, that you will earn the appropriate consequence of your choices. If you choose something positive and productive, the consequences will match. And if you make a poor choice, the consequence will be consistent as well. So this is something that I wish I would have embraced years ago. Um, but you can choose your actions, but you don't get to choose your consequences. You definitely get to influence them by what, what the decisions you're making though. So let me, let me just drive that home a little more. You and I choose our actions. We get, we have the choice in our behaviors and what we do. We don't always get, and and not often, get to choose what happens because of those actions. If I choose to violate a law, I don't get to control what's about to happen to me after. If, <clears throat> if my son makes a poor choice at home or at school, he doesn't get to choose the consequence. Now, sometimes I may give him options like what to choose from. That's a little different. But he, ultimately, he's he doesn't have the choice of of what's coming his way after that. So we need to drill this in and get into our minds that um, our choices are important, and our choices are driven by our awareness. So that's where it begins. So all of this leading into today's topic of the podcast and something again, like I said, I feel it's one of the key elements to reaching. Not just a happy state in life, but a fulfilling state in our lives. It's all about the systems that we have in our lives. And we have them. Everyone has them. We all use them. A lot of us are probably being used by them, but we can all begin taking control of them today. And it all begins, like I said, with that awareness piece that I talked about. So Robin Sharma, he he's got a new book, the 5am club, which I've been living that for a long time. I'm excited to, um, I bet I've dug into some of it. There's so, there's so much in this book. It's amazing. Um, but I'm excited to go in deeper to it, but he talks about in one of his podcasts, this exact thing. And, and he mentions this psychologist, um, I don't know if she's a psychologist. She, she's a psychology um, researcher, though. <clears throat> Her name's Angela Duckworth. And she she does a lot of research on mundanity. So mundanity meaning basically <clears throat> doing the unimportant things daily and seeing the rewards build upon themselves in the way our mindset shifts over the course of, again, like I said, weeks, months, and even years. So this is this is from that podcast. <clears throat> the insight is that the insight is that excellence is not magical. Instantaneous or talent. It's the mundane cycle. You set a goal, you focus 100%, you get feedback along the way, you make the variations and then you do it again. So it's this consistency in what we're doing not totally what we're doing but consistency that we're just hammering away at it daily. So then she presses on and she says, "Talent counts in my book, but effort counts twice." So good job for what you were born with, the talent you have, but if you're not using it, then so what? <clears throat> and then and then even more she goes into, it's not just about the talent. So while the hours you put in are great, It's the quality of the hours that are so important. So forget your talent, put in the hard work. Don't just put in the hard work, put in the smart work and put in a lot of it and be consistent. So that's what we're talking about. So let me ask you and think about this. And if you're writing notes, great, even better. But what are the daily practices that you utilize? What are the systems that you have set up in your life that are pushing you towards the goals you have? So think much like a sports team, the system that you build will help make you successful even when things don't go so well in your life. Really, really want you guys to get this point. The system itself, what you are doing begins to bring the changes in the brain chemistry and the function and and just the way our mind starts to work. So back on this sports thing, there are some sports teams that just do, they always do well. You know if, you, if you're if you in any part of sports at all. I mean, you get it. It's, it's the Patriots of the 2000s, right? Or the Spurs for however long it's been. Not so much the Lakers now, but, you know, or the Yankees. Like there's just this winning culture and systems that people have. Um, so no matter who's on the team and... And, and who's doing it. It's this culture inside the locker room, inside the, from the top down, from the the GM all the way down the coaches. And there's just, there's just a belief of, of, and worthiness of like that you're capable of winning. So I want to help create this inside of ourselves. This is what I've been pushing for myself is <clears throat> to get these powerful routines and systems. We want to wake up each day with a peaceful mind and a grateful heart. That's been one of my most powerful affirmations that I've been using lately is I wake up with a peaceful mind and a grateful heart. And if I'm in this place, things are always going much better. When you get out of bed with that in mind, at least how I've been, I think you've already conquered a lot of of what's coming your way in the day before it's even begun, before you're even hitting it because your mind's in the right place and your heart's in the right place. So when you wake up, think about this. just when you wake up and it's on your own accord, like this is your agenda in mind, you're getting up by choice. The day feels different. If you don't and you begin it starting in chaos, like think about if you're if you're responsible for your home in the morning, your kids. Um, and I don't want to just say a mom but 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 likely. You're at home with your kids. You I want you to begin setting your alarm 10 to 15 minutes before your children typically wake up. I in fact, I was doing this recently with a woman that I work with, and we talked about this exact thing. I encouraged her that if your baby if your baby does wake up early, leave your baby alone at least 3 to 5 minutes. Now, I'm not talking any like neglectful stuff here. But if it's just that morning like cry and I want to get up and I'm ready to go. Leave, leave the baby alone, leave him or her alone just for a few minutes. Get up, go to the bathroom, get some cold water, take a drink, open the blinds, get open the door, get some fresh air. Um, take in that morning and just, and just feel like you are creating the actions of your day and you're not being driven or, or run by something else already before you can even start it. Um, I mean, the majority of the day, we're kind of talking stay at home mom here, but the majority of that day is no longer yours. Like it's, you are catering to another human. And a lot of us do that anyway, like at work or I mean, whatever it is, we're, we're in response mode to orders at work or emails or phone calls. So if we can get in and start the day on our operating off our own agenda. And we've got that our own time. To me, this is one of the most important systems that we can set up. We're going to go more into this specifics. Um, But everyone's going to have a little bit of a different schedule. We all have the same 24 hours. We all have the same 168 hours in a week. People that seem to get more done in life, this is in my study and in my own life and in just talking with people um, but they're using their 24. They're using it much more fully than other people. They have a plan. They have a system. They stick to it because they know that it pays big dividends at the end of the day. When it's time to go to sleep, they're exhausted out of productivity, not out of regret. When they go to sleep and they're tired, <clears throat> it's because they have, they have fulfilled the tasks and they live by the systems of their day and in their life. So if you can begin your day and have a significant amount of time to spend alone, I, here's one thing I, I think is just an absolute must. And it is for me, but it's a morning walk. If you've got that kind of time, again, we all have the time, but if you make that kind of time, get in a walk, 10 minutes, 10 minutes is phenomenal. It's, it changes your, your body. It changes your mind. Um, so wake up, start walking when the world, and here's the thing about the morning walk. The most of the world is still asleep. For me, like I said, it's become one of the most spiritual and enlightening times of my day. It primes my mental state. It aligns me. It gets me more in tune with the vision I have set for myself. Who do I want? Who am I aspiring to become? What's that person? These times, this is when I get in more touch with that. Um, it, and there's, there's actually some research this too. There's, it creates changes in the actual wiring of your brain four to 6 AM. These are the times of the least distraction from the rest of the world. I mean, most people are not up. If you're walking in the morning, if you're at the gym, uh, gym's probably pretty packed because there's a lot of people getting their workouts in, but that's why I like the walk. Um, most people are not there. It's pretty, pretty open time of the day. So it's, it's also a time when your brain is the most available for primal creativity. Your thinking is fresh. It's most receptive to influence. Like, think about it. You haven't put all that garbage into your mind. We're going to go into that a little deeper, but it's just less cluttered. Like the freeways of your mind are, they're not cluttered. So um, this is, there's a lot of thought leaders in the industry just out, like, out there or whatever, but they say not to open your phone for the first 30, 60, or 90 minutes or so of your day. And I tend to agree with them. I mean, I've experimented with this myself. Um, I think that you shouldn't begin your day in someone else's life like you don't open your phone and you're instantly like an Instagram or Facebook or whatever those other apps. I don't use a ton of these, but you open it and you're already looking in someone else's house. You're already into their lives. You're into their world, whatever they're doing. You're you're in, in theirs instead of living yours. So Jim Rohn, if you don't know Jim Rohn, um, I highly recommend just listening to him speak. He's an old timer. He's, um, not living anymore, but he's, one of the most influential people that I that I've studied in my life and, and in creating my mindset the way it is, but he talks about imagining someone dumping a bunch of garbage in your mind and then expecting to to get it like a become a have a rich life. It can't be done. He says, "Here's how you build anything. Pick the right ingredients, keep out the bad ones. <clears throat> and it starts with your thoughts. You control what goes into your mind. Don't let anyone just dump anything they want there. I love one of the illustrations he gives of <clears throat> he he was talking about like what he feeds his mind, and he came to a to a place in his life where he looked around and he was not a positive person. He was negative. and then and then he did this like self-examination of just his routines and the systems that he had. And he would wake up, and he would read the newspaper, and he'd turn the TV on and watch the news, and then he would, like, he said, "How, how am I gonna have positivity in my life when everything I put into my mind first thing in the morning is negative? It's about the travesties of the world and, and tragedies, and and you know, and the politics stuff. I'm not getting into that here, but I'm just saying, like, that's not a very happy place. There's a place for it. Maybe you like politics. I'm not." driven on them really i don't but but no matter what your view is on that it's not typically a very positive outlook so if you're starting your day with that i think we're on off to the wrong start anyway so the next thing about building this like system or a solid kind of morning routine is writing and journaling um this is not turning into a commercial. Maybe it is. But you know about the Focus Journal. This is huge. This is a passion. I'm totally behind it. Um, I mean, I talk about it so much because I believe in it so much. And I'm super grateful for the people who are putting in the work with it and the results they're having and they share with me. It's it's it very humbling, but it's, it's quite amazing. Um I won't say I'm surprised because I do believe in it. I know it works. I know it's helpful. But... Somebody mentioned to me a few weeks ago that every episode they listen to, they tune in, here's the podcast, and there's the mention of the journal once again. But it's because I do believe in it. So you better believe I'm going to keep mentioning it. Um, and it's effective. So it's not something that, that um, is surprising to me. There's a lot of research behind what's inside of the journal. So get inside of it. I felt the benefits in my own life and people are using it. So here's one. Here's one review i recently read i have been to years of therapy and taken days of courses to help improve my life nothing has done more for me than writing in this journal i have filled two so far and i anxiously await receiving my third i tell everyone i can about it the growth i've seen in myself is immeasurable the way I see and speak to myself and others has changed dramatically. I will recommend this over and over to anyone that will listen. The power of this journal becoming a life-changing habit is real and incomprehensible. So going back to Jim Rohn, and thank you for that review. Oh my goodness, reading that, it, it fires me up. But going back to Jim Rohn, let's talk about guarding your thoughts. We got to take an offensive approach here. First thing in the morning, write down what you're grateful for. How have you succeeded in your life? These are the prompts in the journal. How have you succeeded in your life recently? This world, seriously, it's so built around deficits and focusing on, on how we're not good and what's bad going around us and what's wrong how we can fix it, but still the focus is wrong. It's not on solutions. So it's, it's only natural that we give attention to that and power to that negativity. So we've got to get proactive and intentional about seeking the victories out in our own lives. Um, and then continuing in this like programming mode, positive affirmations are huge and are probably the most celebrated part of this journal. People love the affirmations. Um, And it should, it should certainly be a part of your power routine and and your personal system because it works. It works. You hear about it all the time. This is not the first time, even if the first time you've listened to the podcast, this is not the first time you've heard about positive affirmations because they're powerful and they're researched and they're effective and they work. It's been proven. They get inside on a cellular level inside your brain. They begin to change the inner voice that we have. And when that voice is working in a positive and empowering direction, seriously, anything is possible. So, um, And it may just be my training as a therapist, as a clinical therapist, but open reflection and journaling and writing, this is such a useful tool to tap into the deeper parts of who you are um, and what it is that you want to become. There's something amazing, really, that just can unfold when you begin writing and just let your heart and your pen and your like just let all that do the work and just get it out of you. So the open reflection part of the journal it's meant to do just that. Allow you to have this open space, spark your creativity, tap into this spiritual side of you, connect you to a higher being, you know whatever your belief is there. Um or or it's just a place for you to have this brain dump so you can attack the day fresh and ready to create whatever it is you're going to create on your own terms like I said. So the last part really about creating a powerful system in your life and in like your morning routine is really is do something to expand your knowledge and your skill set. Pick up a book, listen to podcasts. If it's this one, fantastic. Um, Study something like what's your field of study? What's your work? What's your career? Mm -hmm. Study something that that is going to give you that extra leg up on the competition or on just in your business. Um, but study. So if you did this, I posted this the other day on Instagram, but if you did just 30 minutes a day, 30 minutes of just for you, like personal study, this kind of morning, whatever podcast, reading a book, you end up having 14 hours a month. If you do 30 minutes a day, you get 14 hours a month. That's 182 hours a year. Guess what? If you consistently hit 30 minutes of self-care, education, personal growth practices a day, first of all, you're accidentally going to do more. 30 eventually will become more. So, I mean, you're going to get, you're going to invest 200 hours or so a year just in you and your personal growth. What do you think that starts to do with your self-awareness? You think that gets a little different after that? You think your self-esteem might improve a little bit when you're spending that kind of time on yourself? What about your marriage or your relationships? If you're putting some study into you, do you think it affects that? No doubt. No doubt that your marriage starts to see some sort of improvement if you're putting 200 extra hours into yourself. So, I mean, I know it for me, it has been, and I've had to fine tune the way I approach that because some of my personal study, you know, I get excited about, and then I want to ram that down the throat of everyone around me. And that's not always helpful. So that might be another episode we do, but all of this, excuse me, think about all of this. It's not about the specific thing that we're doing. Like the journal, it's not about the journal. Like you've got to do the journal, just do the journal, do the journal. It's not about the journal. It's not about the prompts individually. Um, in fact, don't like don't get the journal. I'm not hurt by it. It's not for everyone. I'm okay with that. Um, but it's like other routines. It creates a system in your life. That's what we're talking about is systems. We want to get some effective systems. So we want to have an effective system that increases our self-awareness. Remember, more self-awareness leads to better choices. Better choices leads to better results. So when you put in the consistent work, you are primed and ready for the times when you hit the struggles of life. This is where I think the journal becomes so effective for people. Is that when things do start to go difficult, you have difficulties or they go bad in life or you just hit, you just have struggles. Your mind almost like automatically goes to a place of seeking out the good. And you begin, you know, you you begin to become that annoying friend who's just positive all the time and sees the good in everything. And, um, you know, makes something that's labeled as bad into an opportunity for growth and learning. So, and again, Robin Sharma, man, he nails it. He says, when you sweat more in training, you bleed less in battle. So you put the work in when you hit those hard moments, you're already ready. You're ready. You're prepared. Your mind is already kind of set in there in that way of positivity and hope and optimism. And when you're in that place, seriously, everything gets a little bit easier. So <clears throat> what are the systems identify what you, you already have them identify the ones that are working for you capitalize even more on them identify the ones not working so well or maybe just elements of your system that aren't very that aren't very effective and then and then begin to change them all right you guys i hope this episode was helpful um i hope there's something that you can just tweak a little bit different in your life because of it and and definitely share please share. I'm quite amazed actually about um, how much this is spreading and the messages I get. So I appreciate you all very much, but um, just take a few seconds right now, just share it. Three people you can think of. Um, hit that share button, type, just hit their names, boom, just send it just like that. Or if you repost something or, or you want to share, make sure to tag me. Um, the IG is my most visited place and I'm great to stay mindset over there. Um, So keep tagging me in those things. And again, appreciate you guys so much. Make today the greatest day of your life. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the greatest day podcast. Hopefully today's episode was informational and gave you something that will help you as you continue to improve your life, stay present and make each day better than the last. As always, please share with anyone you feel may benefit from this podcast and share it on social media. You will find me on Instagram at greatest day mindset. Come on over give me a follow and stay engaged with me there. Lastly, subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. And I'd really appreciate a review from you guys. Ultimately, this is what keeps the podcast alive and helps it to be advertised to other people. Thanks again so much for your support. We'll see you on the next episode. And as always, make today the greatest day of your life.